Hi, I'm Dino Lucarelli, Managing Director of Capital Tactics, and this is Let's Get Tactical. We'll be doing a series of podcasts covering topics ranging from buying or selling companies to raising capital for growth to restructuring the back office and accounting and tax practices. Let's get started. Today's topic is buying a business. What's the deal? The most common refrain we hear from customers that want to buy a business is, where do I start? Number one, it's all about your objectives. What do you want to do? What do you like to do? What competencies and skills do you have to offer? How do you want to spend your time? And importantly, obviously, what are your business financial goals and needs? So you have to decide your objectives first, and then the rest of the business search will fall out from there. So now that you've decided what you want to do, how you want to spend your time, what your financial objectives are, here's the process. First, build your team. Nobody wins alone in buying a business. You need a transaction advisor. You need a lawyer, a valuation expert, a CPA, a due diligence team to go in and scrub the books, a tax advisor. Typically, you need an HR professional to make sure the people and the people issues are taken care of and an IT professional. So you need a team. Now, You want to set your decision criteria with that team. What industry? What's your risk and return expectations? What's your time frame? How long do you want to be in the business? How soon do you want to get in? How many years do you want to stay in the business? And how long do you want to go before you exit? So having an exit strategy going into a business sounds counterintuitive. But the reality is unless you know when and how you want to get out, you may not make the right decisions on going in. So now you've decided you have a team, you know what your objectives are, you know what your financial goals are, you've set your criteria, go to market. How do you do that? You can go to business brokers. There are business brokers running around with businesses for sale. There are hundreds of businesses listed on the internet for sale. And then there's what I'll call proprietary search. Proprietary search is where you have little or no competition. The business probably is not for sale already. So if the business is being touted by a broker or on the internet, chances are very, very high that that business has some significant challenges. This is a seller's market for sure. And in a seller's market, a very good company gets snapped up oftentimes before it hits the market. So we would like to call that a proprietary search where we go to businesses that are not for sale. They are for sale, they just don't know it. And so the approach is to go into a company that's doing very well, that has not looked left or right, but is doing what they do, and they're continuing to grow. And you go in and you help continue that growth through a number of issues you bring to the table with competencies and skills and additional financial resources. What that does is you don't have to bid against somebody. You don't have someone else bidding up the price on you. And also, if the company is not for sale and they're doing well, generally it's a business you want to be in because you don't want to go into a company that's struggling or has problems or has lots of issues that you have to resolve going in that has a mess on your hands. So this keeps the buyer in the decision-making seat as opposed to buying a company that potentially isn't listed for sale where you're buffeted by outside influences, other bidders, and issues within the company that may be difficult, and that's why the company's for sale. So going into the proprietary search, buying a company that's not already on the market, helps you to be the only one in the tent and gives you the opportunity to do the deal at your pace and at a fair price, but certainly not at a price that's been bidded up by outside influences. It also helps you maintain the confidentiality and minimizes distraction from the business brokers. 
So one of the problems that we have with businesses that, that are for sale is there's a number of outside influences that continue to invade the discussion thread with the buyer and the seller. And oftentimes when the organization is being listed for sale, the business itself is in a state of chaos because the employees are concerned about the new ownership. In a company that's not for sale or on the market, the associates, the employees, the customers, the vendors may not even know. And it really is not something they need to know until the appropriate time arrives. So you don't have distractions in the company. So what you don't want to do is buy a company that has become distracted, that is struggling a little bit, where employees are in disarray, and the organization is not running smoothly. That's a difficult place to buy into a company. So now that you've identified in your proprietary search a company or two or three that makes sense, and we reach out and offer the opportunity for them to talk, you want to evaluate the candidates for appropriateness. Critical piece is the valuation. What's the business worth? The key factors that go into evaluation are strong cash flows, good management team, recurring revenues, a diverse customer base, a good backlog, and growth potential. So these are the attributes we're looking for to do evaluation. And if there are significant challenges in those criteria I just listed, it's a much bigger challenge for the business buyer. And in fact, probably want to look for businesses that don't suffer in some of those areas. You want to look at the culture. Is the company buttoned up? Is the company stiff? Is the company loose? Is it decentralized or is it very autocratic from a management perspective? And of course, depending on that business's culture, you as the buyer want to decide how you would feel about that. If you're a very buttoned up buyer and you like a very straight-laced organization that is runs through a hierarchy of management and the company that you're looking to buy is a flat organization and everybody reports to two or three people, that's not a good culture fit. Conversely, if you go into an organization and you are a very flat organization, you don't want to be the decision maker on every key issue, and you have an organization that's built in a militaristic style where there's one leader at the top who makes key decisions, that's not the organization for you. The culture very much matters. Next, you want to look at the reliance on the seller. If the seller is a critical figure in the day-to-day operations of the business, you want to decide, is that the role you want to play? And also, are you up for the task of stepping into the shoes of a seller who's been with the company for 10, 15, 20 years, and you walk in and all of a sudden the questions fall on your desk? What's the ease of transition? Is the organization ready for a move? Critical to the decision-making of evaluating candidate is, what is the upside? Is there an upside? If you go into a business that's doing very, very, very well, and they're doing all the right things, and you don't see any opportunity to improve the organization, that's probably not a good candidate to buy because they're already doing all the things they do very well. And there are some companies that do that. What you're really looking for are businesses that are doing reasonably well but have opportunities to improve, whether it's deployment of new capital, deployment of new people, injection of a new location. So you want to look at what the upside is. Conversely, what's the downside? If there are significant challenges on the downside, maybe you have a very, very much aged set of equipment and a very aged product set that continues to do well, but there's no replacements. You don't have big R&D. If that downside is too big, that's not a company you want to buy. And then you want to run a financial analysis and make sure that the company has the opportunity from the upside and that you can continue to service the, the debt of the company if you borrow money to buy the company and that the return on investment matches your expectation. So once you've done all this, you've made a decision, you like the company, you're ready to, to go forward, you issue a letter of intent. Letter of intent will specify the terms, the pricing, the timing. 
during the letter of intent stage, while you're putting together a final agreement, you'll want to dive in and do due diligence. Take a deep dive into the numbers. Make sure that you understand what the operating issues are, what the financial issues are, and that what you've been told is, in fact, what's true. While you're doing the due diligence, you'll secure funding. You'll be working with various banks and financial institutions, potential equity partners. They will help you put together the financing package so that you can buy the company properly with the financial burden that you can meet. Execute the transaction and take over the reins. Those are the steps. Now, there are certain other considerations to take into account. If you're looking to buy a company, give yourself 12 months. Just takes time. It's not something you want to jump into. You don't want to buy the first company that looks good. You want to look at a variety of different companies, many of which may meet your criteria. So give yourself some time. If you found a company today, right now, that you said, I want to buy this company and I want to move forward as quick as possible, probably take 90 days to get the, just the administration done. So if you say 12 months, within nine months, you probably will have identified the company and then you've got three months to do the deal. Transaction costs should run 5 to 7% of the transaction. So if you're looking to buy a business for $10 million, you're looking at potentially five hundred to $700,000 in transaction fees. You want to understand that all companies have problems. All companies. So a lot of buyers are concerned they want a company that doesn't feel like it has any need for improvement. That actually is a problem because if there's no opportunity for improvement, there's no upside, probably not going to get the return you want. All businesses have risk. Not every person that wants to buy a business has the appetite for risk. You have to decide if you're willing to take on risk and you have that entrepreneurial spirit and if you do, great. And if you don't, well, there's other things you can do. Don't buy a business unless you're ready to take on a certain amount of risk. One other thing, commercial lenders offer the best financing terms, the best conditions, and they will be a partner to you as you continue to build the business bigger and better. So that's it for the process. Pretty easy, right? My firm, Capital Tactics, provides transaction advisory services to businesses looking to buy or sell a company, businesses looking to raise capital, and organizations looking to improve their financial disciplines. We will be dropping a new podcast on these topics every Tuesday on the iHeartRadio app. Thank you for listening.